0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, volume 12, issue 578. And today we're going to talk about Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. And joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue is John Salmon. Hello. Chris Worthington. Hello. And returning guest, faithful Dan Clark.
1: Hello there. And uh, Chris, John and I are the Shinobi 3. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
0: Uh, Also known as this game, or originally known as in its native Japan, The Super Shinobi 2, as in the sequel to The Super Shinobi. Just so as you know, Uh, it's a 2D slide and slice ninja game from the 16-bit era, the fourth in Sega's series of arcade action ninja games, and the second designed for home consoles. But what are our histories with the game? Let's start with our guest, Dan. When did you first come
1: across Shinobi 3? Um, well, I'm going to rewind a little bit and just go through my history with the series a bit just yes, to sort of get me. you to, like... Because I've had a funny relationship with this game, I guess. Um, so the arcade version of Shinobi, I absolutely loved as a kid. It was... Yeah. Uh, if you'd asked me at a certain age, I probably would have said, that's my favourite arcade wow. game. Um, like, the bonus round, you know, hmm. with it's like that's the biggest, best-looking sprite I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> um and then, oh i went to arcade club uh, in the north a few weeks ago and shinobi was the first machine i played on Excellent. um at the risk of going a bit question of sport which for international listeners is a british tv quiz <laughs> show um, the world's <laughs> longest running tv sports quiz in fact i'm going to see if one of you can guess what happened next so i go to the shinobi machine it's in a generic cabinet no button layout i put mm-hmm. my money in i press start what happened next you press magic button yes for- exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, always,
0: always, always,
1: always. Yep, yeah, it's it's impossible not to. Uh, <laughs> um, I I couldn't. Like, I laughed to myself. I thought people are going to be looking at me, wondering why he's laughing at a machine. But <laughs> I'd <laughs> totally forgotten that. Like using the starting potion in Golden Axe or a smart yep. bomb. It, always, it's yeah. always the way. They'll always be laid out in so
2: such out. a way.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing maybe because they're Japanese cabs. The, the the first button mm. is the third button.
0: Yeah, left and right are kind of transposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's true. Uh, yes, I also thought you were going to say, because uh, since we recorded that Shinobi One show, and even since we recorded our Revenge of Shinobi show, our friend Ben has indeed got the no-death run on the original Shinobi. Uh, so check out that video on his One Credit Classics channel. Yes, that's right. He didn't die in an entire game of the
1: original Shinobi arcade game. So then I moved on to Revenge of Shinobi, which was my first Mega Drive game after the four that came with it. Yes. Um, now, those were Altered Beast, Alex Kidd, Super Hang-On and Super Thunderblade, And Super mm. Hang-On was the only one with its original mode that really had any um, longevity. So I was yeah. waiting sort of a long time for uh, the S- Revenge of Shinobi or Super Shinobi yeah. at the time. Um, and then after that, I-, I absolutely loved it. And I think Shinobi 3 was probably my most anticipated game for a good while. Um, Again, it's the screenshots in the magazines, the yeah. reading the little hype pieces and what have you. But then the troubled development and um, all sorts and the sort of reviews that weren't and the game being pulled back. I think by the time it launched with me being 17 and uh, kind of had other things on my mind, you know, I was in, I was in yeah. a band. Um, we were uh, going to get... Like music had just become more of a focus. I was So yeah. I was only really getting a few games a year. So I didn't get Shinobi 3 until... Mm. At some point in '94, um, a little while, like even though I'd so looked forward to it, I think a combination of life and um, the knowing the trouble build up and knowing it wasn't the the same people that I'd loved who made Revenge yeah. of Shinobi. I yeah. know we'll get to all of that later, but um, I think that's where I started off with Shinobi Three at least.
0: Cool. Uh, and Chris, what about you?
3: it's very very little history with this so th- with the other games i hadn't really played them as a kid but i had kind of dipped in and out over the years i have to confess with this one i've i've always been a little bit lost with where the shinobi series went after revenge we're going to talk i'm sure right. about and you've already mentioned it on the different the different names in different territories this is the point where i started to get a little bit. Well, which one's which? Does Shadow Dancer come after Revenge? Does you know where does Shinobi Three fit in the whole thing? The only thing I've really been aware of over the years is is the whole the game that wasn't and the game that was reviewed that didn't mm-hmm. turn out to be the game and the game that was produced was it better or was it worse than the original? You know that which we are going to talk about and, and Dan's already mentioned. So it, it's that legend really that I'm aware of rather than anything about the game. But when I Tell While I was telling people over on the Retro Asylum that we were going to be covering some Shinobi games and I was going to be part of the series, everyone said, oh, wait till you get to Shinobi 3. That's the mm-hmm. best one. That's the one that you want to play. Right. So I was pretty excited firing up the Switch, which is where I played this. I finally got some use of my Switch Online service after just looking at the pretty little pictures on the dashboard for the past yeah. 18 months. I, uh, I finally spent some decent amount of time and I will... uh I'll let you know what I think as we go on, but very little history, but plenty of history in the past four or five weeks.
0: Good, good. John, any any anything to report? Uh nothing
2: significant. I think I'm probably coming at this from quite a different angle from the the three of you, because I mean I'm not hundred percent sure, but I suspect I'm quite a lot younger than all three of you. Um uh, so I'm a child of the Mega Drive, basically. Like I think we got our Mega Drive for Christmas possibly the year that i turned either seven or eight and it wasn't even that Mm -hmm. new at that point um so that would have been around the time this came out the weird thing is it's one of those situations again where i don't think we ever actually owned a copy of shinobi 3 on the mega drive but I know that there were other Shinobi games, and I'm pretty sure that one of them, at least, was on one of those Mega Games cartridges, or some sort of compilation that we had. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it might have been Shinobi Three because I know that I did play it. Mm, maybe on... a
0: later compilation. the The Revenge certainly was on a Mega Games cartridge.
2: Okay, I mean, I'm might not be sure maybe Shinobi game. Three was yeah. like, like, I conflated. Don't think so. But I I know that I definitely did play this when I was a child on my Mega Drive. I assume I must have then borrowed it because I've got very distinct memories of a certain boss that um, I think we'll probably discuss later on in okay. the the game <laughs> uh, in the podcast. Uh, but head. it's it, yeah, pretty much. I think a mud man. I think was what we called him when I was a kid. <laughs> um, and mean yes, face. it's one of those weird things like um, like that final boss of Echo the Dolphin that kind of slightly traumatized Ooh. me when I was very yeah. young. Um, but yeah, I think my my sort of greater Shinobi memories are much more recently. Like it's it's been every single time they've done one of these Sega Mega Drive, Genesis, whatever collections for the last 20 odd years, this game has been on there. And yeah. every time since they've, you know, been on the Xbox three hundred and sixty one that's had achievements on it and I've played through all the, the different games, at least to the points of getting the achievements out of them. There's always one for Shinobi three and it's usually do something like get through the first without using the jitsus or yep. get get an extra life or something like that so i've always consistently played the first few levels of this game and every single time i've thought wow this is actually really really good it <laughs> yeah. feels really slick and controls really well for a especially for a mega drive game i'm kind of used to mega drive games being a bit more um i don't know sort of sludgy feeling um but yeah so i think we put the you know put the spreadsheet together with all the games on it and there's various things i think i've gone down that list and ticked a load of like shinobis and castlevanias and things on there thinking i've always dabbled with these games and never really played through them properly or at least never had a a proper experience that i really remember very well so i was i was quite keen to to do a few of these games and have now obviously with castlevanias that we've done over the last few weeks and months um but yeah, I've I essentially have just played this a couple of times in the last few days. I did, to my shame, play it on the um the Genesis or Mega Drive collection that's available on all the current systems, not the yeah. the one that you recommended on the Switch. Um yeah. but I, I still played through it. I still yeah. had a great time with it. And it yeah. Unfortunately I did to to just expediate my playthrough, I did make use of stave states and rewinding, but I think it's probably testament to the game that i then went back into it and played like the first i upped the difficulty to normal and played like through the first three stages and didn't even die until i got to the mudman boss so yeah yeah. i I, if i had had a bit more time with it i probably could have done a you know a a complete playthrough on normal difficulty especially because you get a lot of continues and stuff so yeah but it's yeah it's it's just fun to learn these types of games
0: yeah i don't remember having shinobi 3 on the mega drive i'm pretty sure i didn't i think the first time i played it would have been on the ps2 compilation that it reappeared on after some years i do remember the reviews of the initial version that was uh, the press were allowed to play um and it was uh, i think it was a yeah it was a 79 percent review in one of the outlets uh, mega magazine i believe it was and uh it put me off a bit they were a little bit tepid about it and yeah. the suggestion at this point was that really yeah like i'd already played revenge um probably owned it more than once and uh possibly never finished it at that point but certainly had played deep into it and, and really liked it and so yeah this wasn't that appealing uh at the time and i guess i just never got round to it and as the the mega drive age past uh i I guess i thought i'd catch up with it at some point and as it turned out that point was 2023 um no i have i have dabbled with the first few levels a number of times over the years on various formats but this was the first time that i really committed to it finally i actually ended up playing this i played the switch version i actually played mainly the um because i downloaded the japanese mega drive client from the japanese e-shop Um, so you get the Japanese ROM in there. It's not that different. There's a few little minor changes um, to uh, levels and options and things like that. It has a button reconfig, for example, which the west the Western version didn't have for some reason. Um, obviously, you can do it via systems in, in, in modern re-releases. Uh, so I played that one, and then uh, I've also been playing the 3D Ages one on the 3DS, which is yeah. the M2 one. Yeah, that's what um, I've been playing it. Yeah, which is uh, which is a really nice version. Great emulation, as you'd expect. Sounds really authentic to the Mega Drive because M two are really good at that sort of thing. And um, I just actually finally polished that one off this afternoon, um, having owned it since the day it came out, of course. Uh, And yeah, I've played. I also played the the same version that John played on the Mega Drive. Uh, classics collection i just played that long enough to um pop the achievement which is the you didn't fire any shuriken on the first level that sounds about right Uh, yeah yeah um so this was made by a company well a, a subdivision of sega called megasoft formerly known as whiteboard uh in their early days and then briefly known as santos studio uh, from 89 to 91 they as a studio had worked on a bunch of sg 1000 and master system you know system Two and master system games, such as conversions of wonder boy and things like that they worked on dynamite ducks which i bet is a fan uh, a, a favorite of uh dan's <laughs> yeah
1: I, I didn't quite like it i thought so <laughs> uh
0: and alex kid and the lost stars and things like that their first major uh project on the mega drive they worked on a on a mahjong game and then a battle golfer game but then the one that we'll probably know as uh, as western gamers is uh, the home version of tad's toki going ape spit yeah which was a sort of adaptation of the coin op. the reason that the team that uh, made revenge of shinobi didn't make shinobi 3 is because they were making streets of rage at yeah. least for the first part of that time and then of course they didn't that that team didn't get to make Streets of Rage 2 either so uh yeah anyway Sega obviously published it and the director who came in to kind of uh turn the project around as I understand it from the initially not quite so well received version was Tomoyuki Ito who previously worked for Data East and he worked on things like uh, TumblePop for the Game Boy conversion of their coin-op and he went on to direct the uh, excellent Dragon Force for the Saturn, which was a kind of odd uh RTS action hybrid. Music and sound wise, uh it was uh Hirofumi Murasaki, who'd also worked on Toki again, the going eight-spit game, went on to work on Clockwork Night and that Dragon Force game that I mentioned. Morihiko Akiyama also worked on Toki. And Masayaki Nagao, aka NG, went on to work <laughs> with Michael Jackson, possibly, allegedly, <laughs> on Sonic 3 and Knuckles. So, yeah, the story goes possibly one of the most famous things about this game. And I think actually it's taken, I feel like this game's kind of reputation has grown. Uh, and its uh, it, its legacy has improved. Watching a video uh, from GameStone Quick, I know you watched yeah. it as well, Chris, Like the, it sounds like there's been a bit of a kind of resurgence in interest in this game. Yeah. And uh, I think for a long time, it was most famous because of this. Uh, as Wikipedia has it, Shinobi 3 was originally set to be released in 1992. Several gaming magazines, including GamePro, Mean Machine, Sega, and CMVG, gave previews and even reviews of the game showing pictures of levels enemies artwork and special moves which were were not seen in the final version at all however because of being dissatisfied with the results sega had put the game back into development to heavily improve it and delayed its re- release until 1993 when shinobi 3 was finally released many game features seen earlier were missing with new ones taking their place However, a beta version of the original version has been leaked and is now widely available as a ROM. So it did finally come out, the real version that consumers got their hands on, July 23rd, ninety three in Japan, and just a day later in Europe, uh, whereas North Americans had to actually wait a month until August 22nd for their release.
3: In your face, America, that's how yeah. it feels. Yeah, yeah except, of course, one very stopped. small win
0: for the EU. except we still we still got the pal version so uh dang it they kind of still won uh and the australian pal version came out at some point in 1994 uh yeah there are minimal visual differences between the western and japanese versions such as the transition to the cave in stage one happening earlier yeah it's like a longer run-up uh in one of the versions for whatever reason um, the PAL version was partially optimized to play the background music at the correct speed. However, gameplay is still slower compared to NTSC versions. Forcing the game into NTSC mode makes the music play too fast, according to Sega Retro. So yeah, the original reviews included that Mega seventy nine percent. CMVG gave it eighty four percent. Mean Machines gave it eighty eight percent. GameSpot seven out of ten. Eurogamer eight out of ten. IGN eight out of ten. And Megatech gave it a ninety three percent hyper game. But I'm not sure if that was the original version or the later version. Interestingly, me machines were one of the few outlets to re-review the game. Mm. <laughs> they gave it another double-page spread and gave it precisely one percent more <laughs> than they gave it the first time. <laughs> That's um, what twelve
3: months of extra development time will do. Yeah. For you It'll get you an extra percentage point.
0: I mean, without having played the the beta of of the original, I can't really yeah you know, I can't give an opinion on the comparison. But, um. I got the impression that it was, by most people's reckonings, a considerable upgrade, not not a 1% upgrade, but I guess that's what they felt there. User reviews for the game, not many places to look. I noticed there are only, I think, two user reviews on the Steam version, which is available for 79p, by the way. Um, but on Nintendo Live, 250-odd folks have reviewed it and given it a 7.8 out of 10, which is actually even lower than that mega review of the original version. But then <laughs> it is it is nearly, uh, what, 30 years later. So, yeah. Mr. Ixolite from our forum says, seeing this year's podcast schedule made me go through Shadow Dancer Revenge of Shinobi and Shinobi 3 in short order. And Shinobi 3 very much felt like the series having a Castlevania 4 or maybe even a Castlevania Rondo of Blood moment. Mm. And not just because it's a technical leap forward. Everything immediately felt more accessible and cool. Joe Masashi's moveset was much faster and flashier with the ability to dash at enemies or drop kicking them in in the face making you feel immediately empowered and the somersault no longer feeling like it had pixel perfect timing. Beyond the more aggressively capable Joe, the game also felt more tuned towards fast paced action through the fun auto scrolling set piece levels. Though my favorite title, my favorite little extra coolness edition, was the victory snapshot images after defeating each boss. The series' great sense of personality was also retained in said bosses, with the fleshy sewer abomination being the standout <laughs> for me. Game is also similar to the sixteen-bit Castlevanias in that it's quite a bit easier than its forebears. However, it's not like the game is devoid of challenge. It just doesn't feel like it's chucking bricks at you from off-screen while yelling, "Think fast! Memorize this brick!" <laughs> Although it literally does do that at one point. Ultimately, it had the kind of difficulty where I could beat the final boss fair and square after a couple of failed attempts. Some bosses I would even retry fighting, not in frustration at taking a hit or dying, but because I was confident that I could do better. Shinobi 3 is a gorgeous, action-packed ninja roller coaster, and it made me glad I stuck with the series past a rocky first impression from its forebears. We've been following along with the Shinobi legend, of course. Everyone remembers where we were up to with the... I can't
3: wait for the next exciting instalment.
0: <laughs> previously. Well, <laughs> in this thrilling sequel to The Revenge of Shinobi, Joe Musashi finds that neo the crime syndicate he believed he'd wiped out two years earlier, is indeed still alive and well. The return of neo and its leader, the mysterious Shadow Master, forces Musashi to return from exile and confront the growing evil. As the shinobi, the master of long forgotten oboro ninjutsu martial arts, Musashi must utilize all his powers to overcome his various enemies. Thanks to his considerable combat skills and special ninjutsu moves, only the shinobi can thwart Neo and vanquish the shadow master. Uh, it's quite familiar stuff. Yeah, it <laughs>
3: checks out. <laughs> yeah. Throw kunai at bad guys. Hit them in yeah. face if possible.
0: That's enough. Watch them
1: explode. It's one of the we ultimate the story really doesn't matter, games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about it. I just like to check in with those.
2: I know uh, where these um, Shadow Masters have been getting like sludgy sewer abominations and mecha godzillas wow. and like weird dragon bird creature things from this is a this strange company that uh that creates all of this they've always got their fingers in, the
0: in these pies it's like it's like it's like the ones in jurassic park and resident <laughs> evil films isn't it they're, ju- they're just always meddling with nature in some way because that's how you know they're evil i
1: can't remember if i've ever said this on a show before but once we were on holiday in the south of france when i was probably around the age that this game released actually and um there was a barn in the middle of nowhere with Neo Zeed graffitied on the side. (laughs) And I thought it was the coolest thing, but there was no one to tell. Do you know what I mean? Like my parents weren't going to be very impressed.
0: Just waited 30 years to tell us. Um, I think maybe you have mentioned that before, but it's still completely awesome. Um, (laughs) But yes, it is. It's that weird, that slightly weird thing of um, culture sort of celebrating the, uh, the evil. um, Yeah. I suppose as a kind of youth get, uh, Enchanted by the idea of being the kind of the super evil mega global corporation. (laughs) Um,
2: All I'm saying is that if Tony Soprano had had access to a mega Godzilla, he might not have needed to cry in therapy every week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a very different show. It would have been (laughs) certainly would have been a bit more Power Rangers. So, bearing in mind maybe the limitations, or maybe not bearing those in mind, and just seeing how you feel about it, Chris, what what do you feel about the visuals in this particular instalment?
3: I'm not – I was thinking back, was it Mr. Ixolites who said that it felt like a technical leap on from from Revenge? I'm not entirely sure I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it is a huge – well, my initial impression was this isn't – this looks a lot like leaving aside the way it feels and obviously the way it plays, which we'll come on to. My first impression was, okay, now this looks largely similar to Revenge – the one thing where I think it does improve is definitely the, there is more interesting stuff going on in the background. I think I think the game uses I think in the first stage you and you go into a cave, don't you? So sort of during the stage, the background changes, which is which is cool, and I think it lends a little bit of flavor to the to the stages. Uh, and then you get something like the visual effects. You know, you see it when I think it's the stage two boss that has that visual effect when your controls get reversed. And then also in the final boss battle you get that kind of wavery image, which mm. you don't which we haven't really seen in a shinobi game before. My overall impression was though that this didn't really feel like a massive visual upgrade on Revenge, given that it was you know, Revenge was quite an early game and this was a mid to middle into late middle kind of late generation Mega Drive mm. game. Um i wasn't disappointed though because the game looks great you know and i think it works within the context of the game i just wouldn't say that there was anything remarkable in terms of the difference from revenge was my takeaway
1: Hmm. um yeah i'd agree it's hard to use the word realistic about the first two games when there's like superheroes (laughs) dropping in left and right and giant (laughs) they've
0: very much steered away from that after all the trouble of the uh, (laughs) the previous game yeah
1: yeah um But I think I miss the more gritty urban look. It seems a bit more Mm. um, Saturday morning cartoon, brighter palette. Um, To me, it always it's a bit like Streets Mm. of Rage two to Streets of Rage three. There's just uh, it's sort of like a bit uh, yeah, just brighter, um, bigger sprites, but not necessarily better. I think that's kind of a preferential thing. Um, But with the tone, like yeah, the tone uh, of the look. Um, having that more Saturday morning cartoon. It reminds me a bit of when, say, a movie shifts from the first one using lots of outdoor scenes to then the straight-to-video sequel using more indoor locations. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, like RoboCop 2 or something like that, maybe, I don't know. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think, although it is it is a technical step up, I don't think, to my eye, it looks better than the sort of more pastel shades of Revenge of Shinobi.
0: Mm. Mm. John? John?
1: Um, I can't really compare it because it's been
2: a long time since I've played the right. the previous two Shinobi games. I haven't played them, like, leading up to this. Um, mm. But the, uh, the small amount that I have seen, like the screenshots and stuff that I was looking at earlier of Revenge of Shinobi, and I know that I did play... There was an Xbox Live release of one of them. I think it was just called Shinobi. I assume it was actually Revenge yeah, of Shinobi.
0: Machine. No, no, no. CRK arcade machine.
2: Ah, okay. Okay. So I played that within the last couple of years. And, yeah, again, my memories are... That those did look significantly different from this. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to assume that you two guys, who are probably much more well versed in this sort of thing, have just disagreed with that statement. Um, <laughs> means that I'm probably
0: incorrect. Well, Shinobi One was very uh, pretty bright and colourful, and had mm-hmm. all the like the Warhol backdrops, and had a lot of kind of pinks and blues and things. Yeah, um, the, it's really the, the the first Mega Drive game, Revenge or Super Shinobi One. That kind of dialed things down in yeah. terms of, as as Dan said, like made everything look, a, for the most part, even though it had that absurdity in it, the mm. Godzilla's and the Spider-Man's and all that, it was a bit grittier.
2: Right. Whereas right. this
0: one kind of dials things back up to a bit more of a Shadow Dancer sort of level yeah. of yes. vibrancy and, and then uses the Mega Drive tech that they'd kind of got to grips with and perhaps Treasure helped them out with mm. to, yeah, do things like the wavering. Yeah, yeah skies and the more parallax and stuff and, and on a technical level this game does suffer from more uh, sprite flicker and slowdown than the previous game but that's because it's clearly pushing things so much harder mm-hmm. at, at various mm-hmm. points in terms of number of sprites on screen and how fast you're moving and things like that yeah. to my mind this looks more like a
3: super nes game you know where whereas the revenge feels more like what i would consider to be a mm. Mega Drive looking game, you know, and it's got that alter beast washed out palette. I think Revenge has, whereas this is much more, much more akin actually to yeah, Shadow Dancer or even the original arcade game.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I agree with what you're saying about washed out just from looking at some screenshots and, and watching a bit of footage of uh, Revenge. But, um, to me, I think you know, I come into this from a slightly weird position where. I did have access to a Mega Drive but I was very young when it was actually you know the kind of you know the con- uh, concurrent platforms um mm-hmm. or like the you know the new releases at the time and I did I do feel like I played a lot of Mega Drive games but I think I've probably played more of them more recently and it's kind of been a situation where you know, you get these collections of sort of 20, 30, 40 games and you just yeah. kind of flip through them. And there's often also some arcade ports mixed in there and some Master System games. And I'm also familiar with the same time as I would have been playing something like this on the Mega Drive. I would have also had friends who have Master Systems and Game Gears. And so my my memory is kind of very mixed <laughs> up with Lots of games that even were called the same thing, but were on different <laughs> platforms and were different. So in my mind, I'm not thinking so much of Shinobi, but there are three games called Sonic the Hedgehog, and they're all quite <laughs> different from each other, like both graphically, technically, and kind of you know in the the way that the levels are laid out and everything. So I have this this sort of image in my head of how I think Mega Drive games look, and a lot of that does kind of boil down to. Probably the, the game that was similar sort of time and place as this that I played a huge amount of would have been um, Streets of Rage 2. I assume mm-hmm. that that came out around the same sort of time as this did. A bit
0: earlier, but yeah, it was in development.
2: Time. Like for me, the Streets of Rage 2 kind of look and feel and like the sound chip is absolutely kind of peak Mega Drive. It's what I think of in my mind as like the epitome of a Mega Drive game. And honestly, playing through this, I would say that it, it kind of hits that same feeling of this is what my brain tells me a Mega Drive game should look and feel and uh, kind of play like and that idea that in the same way as like a Streets of Rage or a a Golden Axe or something you get quite drastically different stages often with gimmicks and things with totally ludicrous bosses at the end of them I mean you said earlier um, you sort of offhandedly mentioned something about Power Rangers this is is just Power Rangers this looks and (laughs) feels so much in my head of like what a Power Rangers game could be. This could be reskinned, you know, with a dude in a red motorbike helmet and just be a Power Rangers game. Um Yeah,
0: I mean th- this is not a, a like visually it's obviously fun and cool, but it's not serious. It's no, really not serious. No, not serious. at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean it's 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 just got sort of, surfing in it. Yeah. Like you're a surf you're a rocket surfer <laughs> yeah. ninja. A motorized surfer, no doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it also has that feeling where like you play the first couple of levels of this. And it seems a little bit more grounded. And then the third level, it's like you're in an X-Men sewer fighting, like, hopping around brains that are popping out of jars <laughs> and things. And again, that, that kind of reminds me very much of an old Mega Drive game that I remember. I think, I think it was called X-Mutants. And I don't think it was yep. an X-Men game. It was probably no. some sort of knockoff of an X-Men game. Yeah, it was a um, comic
1: by Malibu, I think they were called. Uh, okay, mm.
2: I need to, I need to look into that again because I feel like I should play that game again. That was something that we had that I played a huge amount of when I was little, um, but it's it's kind of got that sort of feeling to it to me, um, and it just screams out for the Mega Drive. And I think the the thing that I really really appreciated about this, probably more so than the actual the graphics, was kind of the animations and stuff. I love how smooth the running feels and I love his like various different little blocking animations and the way he gets knocked back slightly, um, Mm. you know, by like the arrows that come from those traps in the maze level when you're blocking Uh, and the running and then the slash at the end of the running. It feels so cool and like so silky smooth to do it, even even 30 years later. Um, mm. I, I know I'm playing on like a different company's system like 30 years down the line on a compilation with multiple other games, but it, it still stands out to me as mm. as like looking and feeling particularly good.
0: Uh, Audio-wise, so some of the sound effects uh, are familiar to the series and have been brought pretty much o- over as they were from the previous game on the Mega Drive. Some of the cool slashing noises and uh, explosions and things like that. Some of them have been ditched. Some of uh, Yuzo Koshiro's sound effects that then became known, perhaps even better known for their use in uh, in Streets of Rage 2, uh, have been updated and changed and replaced. And yeah, probably the most notable aspect about the audio is the fact that, yeah, the composers are different. So no longer do we have a Yuzo Koshiro soundtrack. We have the soundtrack uh, composed by three different composers who we mentioned earlier um and it gives it uh quite a different vibe um my feeling on this that is that um it's still a pretty cool mega drive soundtrack uh it's very very kind of of it's it 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 sounds perhaps more kind of overtly like a mega drive action game soundtrack of the early mid 90s than revenge of shinobi did but my only Shame about it is that I don't think it's quite as memorable as, as the previous, or I don't find it quite as memorable as the previous games overall. That said, I think there's some cracking tunes in there. A um, few of the stages are real bops. So, yeah. Uh, Chris, how did you feel about this?
3: Yeah, so well, I, I posted on our Slack, didn't I, that I, mm. yeah, a little bit kind of shooting from the hip, I prefer this soundtrack to Revenge, and both yep. you and McKeel said, that's nonsense. <laughs> use oh man come on no, you, didn't. Think that's you cool. didn't say that you'd never say that <laughs> but but you did say but both of you very quickly came back and said oh no no we must prefer the second so ah, so this is this is this has been vexing me a little bit I've been thinking a lot about this and, and my my thoughts because I I, I do so, so right so, so the OST generally I don't think is as consistent as the others and I think that is there's an obvious reason why and that's because this has three composers and uh, and the, and revenge in particular has as a yuzo soundtrack and it, and it's very yuzo Koshiro. you could you could spot it a mile away it's got that 90s kind of early dance music feel to it you know street of rage et cetera, et cetera. this is different so i think it, from, because we've played these games in pretty short su- order and in succession mm. y- your first reaction is okay this feels different this is different you know this sounds different it gives the game a different feel coupled with the different gameplay, I think it just all adds up to a different mm. kind of melting pot. But as I was playing through the game, I'm thinking, yeah, I, you know, I do prefer it. I mm. I, would, I find the tracks more memorable. I, I've right. even got that whirlwind track going around in my head right now. Whereas with the Kashiro tracks in the game, I think they get, I think it was Ben who said on the on the Revenge episode that it just gets a, a little bit lost in the shuffle. So I then went back and listened to the soundtracks out of the game because I said on that episode, I preferred the Revenge soundtrack out of the game mm. than I do listening to it while I'm playing it. And I, I listened to both soundtracks back-to-back back outside of the game and strongly preferred the Revenge of Shinobi soundtrack,
0: listening ah. to it
3: <laughs> out of the game. Interesting. I, I then went back and played Revenge of Shinobi and then immediately played Shinobi three and strongly preferred the Shinobi three soundtrack Uh, during the game. Whether it's something in the mix, whether it's the compositions just stand out, I don't know, but the music I just find more um, intrinsic to the gameplay and so much more memorable whilst the game is going on with three. But if, if you said to me, right, you know, you're, stick a soundtrack on now, you've got Shinobi 2 mm. in front of you, you, you've got Revenge of Shinobi, you've got Shinobi 3 in front of you, I would instantly pick uh, Revenge to put on. Mm. So it's really weird. Mm. I think it just depends on the context yeah. for me. Uh, look, let's get it straight. In my mind, these are both stellar, super 16-bit soundtracks, and I think they're both great. But I think it for me it just depends on where and, and in what context you're listening to them.
1: Mm. Dan, what about you? Um, I totally agree with uh, with Chris. Well, um the... So I used to listen to Revenge of Shinobi soundtrack on a cassette on my Walkman. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Which I Very think is cool. an early example of one... And I, yeah, I never would have done that with Shinobi 3. So, yeah, I think it's the same thing, but an, uh, an earlier mm-hmm. analogue equivalent of yeah. uh, different contexts. Um, I think the... This is going to sound so specific, but the drums are much splashier on Shinobi 3. It's just the samples aren't as sort of tight and as uh, mm-hmm. as well-tuned frequency-wise as, as the stuff that Ishiro uses. But um, yeah. again, like, anything that we say that sounds like a negative about this game, I think is, uh, in the scheme of things, real small nitpicks of a thing. Um, um, I agree with you, Leon, that it's more uh, a sort of trad, um, sort of jazz funk, that sort of uh, Thunder Force 3 kind of mm. feel, or um, is it Zuntaya? Is that the name of Taito's? Zuntaya. Zuntata. Zuntata, that's the one. Um, But Whirlwind in this game, totally agree with you, Chris, that it gets stuck in my head and it might be my favourite track from the series.
0: Is that the one on the pipes level with all the...
1: Uh, It's on the second stage.
3: I think it pops up a couple of times, Leon, but I think the first Mm. one is on the second stage and then I think it might play again when you're jumping up that level you know, with all the falling
1: rocks. Yeah, it does reuse... The track, I
0: think. Oh, yeah, I quite like that one. Yeah, my my favourite one is the the one that plays when you're. I I don't even know what what the stage is called. I can't remember, but you're. It's like it's got a sort of blue sky backdrop, and you're clinging from pipes, and there's jets of steam and stuff like that. Not not the airship. I think that might be
1: Ninja Soul, but I'm not sure. I like it. Sorry, I was just going to say that across all three games, I think it's really interesting that there's definitely a hallmark Shinobi sound. Do you know what I mean? To the um, to the actual composition, I think it is more than anything else that there are certain sort of phrases and key changes that I guess yeah. are um, maybe lifted from traditional Japanese music mixed with I the sort of so. jazz funk. Um, I would but, guess so. I should say, but I think if you played all three to someone and said that they were by the same person, I don't think anyone would bat an eyelid. Just that they're just using different technology or something. I think Tech, it's quite yeah. interesting that how similar they've ended up. When having no real connection.
0: Hmm. Good point. Yeah. So there was a data discs vinyl OST, which is no longer available, sadly. Uh, however, you can legitimately download it from the data discs Bandcamp site, and it has that incredible Japanese box art on the yep. cover
3: as well. Man, yeah, nice cover. If yeah. somebody's yeah. got a spare copy and wants to move that on, I am a willing buyer. <laughs>
2: Deep red vinyl, I think Ooh, it is. Ox yeah. bone and it's ox blood and bone split. That's a gorgeous looking vinyl.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Data Discs are, are, are pretty good. Well, you can mate, get the black um... one.
2: You can get the black one. Oh, actually, you can get the. Oh no, hold on. Oh, it's only the. Oh no, 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 no they're oh, they the all sold ones? out. Damn, are they all sold out. Yeah, it just doesn't even list the price for that one. Oh well.
3: If only.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> Spend far Funny enough. Too much I money do own the finals. Revenge of Shinobi vinyl from Data do Discs. You? Yeah. Huh? Um, so again, that points to one being better out of context and one ah, perhaps fitting the game. And
0: have you used it doing DJ sets? Uh,
1: I haven't yet, but um, that's only because I'd usually just play a digital version out. Yeah. Um. Rather than yeah, take something really expensive <laughs> out with me.
3: Good point. Ah, oh, damn! I need to come and have a dance at one of your sets if you're going to play this kind of music. Oh, well, post-pandemic, I haven't
1: done anything, but if if anything crops up, I'll let you know.
0: Please. Yeah, get back out there, man. (laughs) Right, let's get into the nuts and bolts of playing the game. So this is, yeah, really the fourth Shinobi game. We're including Shadow Dancer as we've covered it. Uh, Each one has perhaps given, well, the dog, obviously, in Shadow Dancer. Each one has given uh, Joe a little bit more that he's able to do. Um, and this one, it sounds like maybe some of these additions were brought in during that final phase period where the game was being rescued from what Sega deemed to be not good enough reviews. So uh, perhaps the, the I guess, yeah, the three moves are all really key. And if you watch somebody doing a speed run, you'll see that they're all used extensively. Uh, so you can now block whenever, whereas in Revenge, you could only block when you were powered up and it was kind of automatic. Now, if you hold the attack button down after you've used it, you stay in a block, which blocks most things, but not everything. It's surprising Learning. just how much it does block, though. It's pretty even,
3: powerful. Even things that you think wouldn't be blockable, it does block them. Yeah, yeah. A bunch and of I those. was
0: playing this for ages, not utilising this block. Oh, and, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. and it's really, the game's really designed around you using it, so... Yeah.
2: I'm not sure if the game actually tells you at any point that it's there. I presume it's in the manual. Yeah, same as the other things, you would have,
0: but... you would have read the manual on the bus on the way. Home <laughs> I back in 1997. Yeah, well, yeah, That didn't have the uh, game. Yeah. So you've got a you've got a run a double tap sort of golden axe style, I suppose. Um, quick double tap, and most modern fighting games as well have that kind of thing, um, and quite a few brawlers. But you can now conclude your dash with a running slash, which I believe does three hit points worth of damage, which is the same as a powered-up yeah. kunai. And looks unbelievably cool. And looks very cool. And gives and you has some eye frames as well. Eye frames, yeah. yeah. That's the key thing, yes. Um, some, I think, like the final boss will block it. There's a few, or it, it will if you're not, if you don't kind of get it at the right time, if you see what I mean. And there's also a jumping kick, which I know, Chris, you had some issues with early on, but you have now completely mastered, it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, man, <laughs> I, just, and I, just, I, I was just playing
3: this game like the other Shinobi games and doing it all wrong because I convinced myself that that jumping kick move damaged Joe as well. Huh. So I stopped using it, and I was completely wrong, and I played the game – tiptoeing round taking ages to go through the levels and i could have been looking like a ninja
0: yeah i was again was noticing on on the the speed run from uh agdq um the the fact that the dagron i think was the guy who was yeah. running it he was using the the flying jumping kick to land his almost all of his jumps yeah, so he was using
3: he, it to speed up his jumping rather than to yeah, attack. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. So the double jump remains, uh, and the wall jump is added. The double jump, I think, is still a bit more pernickety than some games, but I think it's a bit less frame perfect requirements than the previous game. With that, does that tally with? how you folks feel
1: i think so but i think i was so used to the revenge of shinobi timing yeah. that i can't really tell because uh, uh, when i first played shinobi 3 i thought the timing of it was off but i know full mm. well that the window is actually bigger and most people seem to find it much easier to do in this game so i think it's mm. partly muscle memory don't know yeah,
2: yeah it has its moments like um i'm trying to think a game that uh is is kind of similar in the way that double jump works for me that I've played recently, would be Super mm. Metroid. And yes. that kind oh, of that's
0: yeah. hyper panicacy yes. that one. Yeah, mm. that
2: has that same like, yeah, real frame perfect at the arc of your jump, hit it again. That's it. Um yeah. and I I feel like I was playing this with that kind of mindset of, oh, it's it's that same timing. And it's not really. I think it's earlier than that, and it's easier to hit than that. But having having played Super Metroid fairly recently was kind of really throwing me off. Um, and it, it's, yeah, obviously, again, compared to the previous games, I, I can't speak to them. But um, I feel like it, I got it to work three quarters of the time. And some of the points mm. where you're kind of forced to do it, that... Um, the stage jumping up the rocks in front of the waterfall yeah. is basically just a testing how well you've learned how to do the double jumps. Yes. Um, similarly, there's sections in that very last stage, which I never really managed to nail down, where you're going between it's the um, like the laser floors. I feel oh, like there's a even. bit where... They want you to kind of do a tiny jump and then do a double jump to miss yep. the, the bottom floor
0: bit. Or the spikes on the top of a column, yes. or that kind right. of thing. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. The, I mean, there are some horrible bits there that I felt like I could not get that timing right, and I just had to power through it. Um, and then I ended up using um, the, the Art of Thunder uh, Yeah, yeah. that basically just, yeah, just gives you the invincibility for a various amount yeah. of hits. Um, it's great
0: while you're learning it especially
2: yeah but uh, there were points there where I, I was very much thinking there's there's some sort of trick to this double jump that i still haven't managed to figure out yet and i'm kind of interested to know if that is the case or whether well there, I was just there are some
0: bits where sorry john there there are some bits where it wants you to uh it's designed around the idea of you letting joe slide a bit back down the wall yes. to get to the right yeah, point. yeah of
2: course yeah
0: to to leap again across to get to the highest possible point before you yeah. take damage and then double jumping off there and over the next set of spikes onto there's lots of that yeah i mean the the, this kind of leads into talking about the difficulty curve because i think the game really does have generally a pretty smooth difficulty curve although i think there are a couple of stages maybe in the middle which are actually easier um like the the sewer one which actually you can pretty much just run it yeah like uh and and the uh, i really like the science lab one with all the brains and the and the mud monsters, but it's so easy. It's weirdly easy. Like I was expecting more challenge, but it, it felt more like it was just there for you to feel cool and for it to look cool. I don't yeah, know.
2: There's so many points, especially in a stage like that, where you can just kind of hang back towards the left of the screen and you build up the number of, um, uh, kunai you've got and mm. you, the enemies just appear and you can just get them from miles away before they even do anything. There's ones on the yeah. ceiling there that you can just jump and get them and they never come yeah. anywhere
0: near you. Learning where the, where, their, where their things are going to appear is, is yeah, a, a key part of all the Shinobi games, I yeah. think, isn't it? It's like basically learning the levels and being proactive rather than reactive is probably the core skill mm. to each of these games. But there are points guess- where it
2: feels like you actually do have to learn yes i'm going to jump up here and there's going to be an enemy that comes down from the ceiling as i come onto this screen but there's also so many points where they just they're just in front of you doing nothing (laughs) just waiting for you to throw a a kunai at them basically yeah yeah this
3: feels like a game that wants to be played a little bit differently to that though i mean that's the way i played it john you know i was because these the levels don't have timers so you can be really really strategic and we we spoke on the other Shinobi shows about the strategic level design and how you know if you take your time and you know where everything's learnable. I, I feel like this is almost like a Super Mario Bros. kind of moment where you know the kind of the the, the new players that just the so-so players will kind of hang back and take their time, and the really good players will just race through everything's rhythmic and if you hold down, run faster, you're gonna just speed through it. I feel like this game wants to be played like that, but the old Shinobi veterans like us, you know, we're gonna tiptoe around and use the kunai Mm. and whatnot. Yeah. When actually, when you see high-level players playing, I mean, they just they're just on the move all the time, and it's
0: yeah Mm. something to watch. There's this uh, particular trick which is used through a lot of the levels, at least the levels that have safe floors, because there are some which which don't allow you to just run along. Some of them do, but I think it's where is it you block a bomb damage, yeah, What's and that? then and that stops you getting knocked back by any enemies for the next however long, while the while the jump five again. second
3: timer ticks down.
0: Oh, it's while the oh, okay, right, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny funny little glitch that's that was never you know probably would have been patched out of a modern game, but. I don't think I, I know some of the previous versions of, of games like this. We've talked about all the ROM variations, but other than the the Western Japanese versions, I'm not I'm not aware of yeah, there being sort of you know tweaks and updated versions. I guess because it was again it was relatively late in the Mega Drive's life, so yeah,
3: classic glitch come feature, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And uh, obviously, yes, again, the kinds of things you'll see on these games uh, in, in speed runs and, and super plays is uh, there's a lot of gaps in the walls that you wouldn't assume yeah. that you can yeah. glitch your way into and cut out large chunks of the level. And yeah, probably almost none of them were deliberate. Uh, they're, they're not like, you know, where you could go behind the scenery in Sonic the Hedgehog because there's some rings there. This is actually where they've the the equivalent in, uh, of two D equivalent of gaps in the polygons basically yeah clipping yeah, yeah. Clip yeah fun stuff um interestingly despite what was previewed or reviewed in the earlier version the team in the end reverted to the exact same for Ninpo's as the previous game. Mm. Now they all still have their uses, utility, um pretty much exactly the same as the previous game, I would say. Like the the, the Art of Thunder that, that protects you from four hits is probably has the most utility across the game.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I liked I like the carrier as well. I tended to I mean it looks cool. Well I mean it also does a ridiculous amount of damage, especially on easy difficulty. Um I found that with mm. most of the bosses my strategy to kind of get through the levels with as little hassle as possible was to basically save up the, um, the magic power until you get to the boss and then at least, um, you know, d- damage them a little bit and then use the, mm. the carry you on them. Um, there were a handful of stages where there were reasonably well-hidden second magic uh, power-ups before the end. That yeah. In a lot of cases, the boss is on easy. used two of those carriers on them you know between a few other random hits and that's enough to finish them off
0: Uh, as far as i noticed this game didn't have the thing that we kind of well i think i did i blow your mind chris when we were talking about revenge that the health bar increased throughout the game i was looking for that in this one i don't think it has it does it i I didn't see it i don't think so no i think it's just this is how much health you have and it's pretty generous with health pickups I would say yeah. compared to its predecessor and maybe maybe extra lives and power-ups in general and kunai it feels like it's a bit less uh, as well as it being a, a bit less visually gritty it's also designed to keep the player having a bit more forward momentum perhaps than the pre- previous yeah, game they're
2: quite handy giving you the power-up or the you know the pow power-ups as well that give you the extra I assume it probably upgrades your slashes as well but certainly upgrades the um the kunai yeah. throws to quite significantly more than the the base ones. Three times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I and think that also,
2: be- like getting a, a health and a a power right before the boss in a lot of cases made a huge amount of difference yeah. to those fights. Again, I mainly played the majority of the game on easy, so it might be might be more stingy on the harder difficulties. Um,
3: I, I don't think it is, John. I think the only, really. the only change between easy and normal is the number of lives, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: I didn't notice it mm. on normal. I played at least the first three stages on normal and didn't notice it feeling like there were less power-ups and stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised.
0: No. Yeah, and on some difficult- difficulties, on some variations, you have a limited number of credits. But not on all yeah. so playing the three the three d ages version they took a credit they took the credit limit out and I think possibly added some checkpoints as well so you don't even necessarily have to restart levels as you continue mm. and stuff like that so it's slightly more friendly. Yeah. I was going to ask actually did rewinding slightly to the the double jump talk and it's a sort of wider point about uh you know kind of the way video games have have developed does anyone think thinking about modern uh platform games often indie games uh or games with platforming in that have a double jump and it's often in terms of when you can execute that double jump it's like the opposite of super metroid in terms of how generous it is so you can often do a double jump at the very very bottom of your arc to save yourself from full damage or whatever or you can double jump twice at the start of your arc and that will give you some other benefit or enable you to have kind of you know almost infinite control in terms of jump fidelity. Um, Does anyone think that obviously this game was baked, this this is baked in the way that the double jump works in this game is based baked into it. Does anyone think that the game would be for them improved or made worse by a more contemporary implementation of a double jump, something that was a bit less kind of, Oh, I've missed it. And now I've lost a life because I got the timing two pixels wrong. I'm curious, Chris, what do you reckon? Undoub-
3: you- Undoubtedly.
0: Better or worse? Or-
3: it would be infinitely but It would be, in it. my opinion, much better. Right. Uh, you, there can never be a situation when you... And and, and I was going to say earlier when we were talking about this, actually, that I, I found it much easier in this game than in Revenge to pull off the, the double jump. I just mm. assumed that that was because I'd played a lot of Revenge and i played a decent amount of this, that I'd just got good, really. I just mm. nailed it. But actually, I think remember, it might be a couple of frames. I reckon it's more I, generous. I, I think Dan's just said, hasn't he, that it it, it is more generous. I think, and I, I think it is because we were chatting, weren't we, on Slack during Revenge that when you hadn't played it for a couple of days, it kind of takes you a few minutes to get back into the muscle memory of mm-hmm. getting the timer right. I didn't find that with this. Not so much. Which, which limited the number of times that you have those really infuriating deaths when you miss mm. it. Uh, and really, in Revenge, there was only one—that one time at the end on the <laughs> wharf where it was notorious yeah. for it. Yeah. Whereas where this, the, opp- the, the 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 opportunities to dive like that are, are certainly more plentiful. That obvious level where you've got to jump up the rocks, but on the occasions when you do, man, is there anything more frustrating <laughs> than knowing yeah. that that's how you died just because you missed that small window? So, yeah, I agree with you. It is baked into the design, and I think the game would be even less challenging. And this... It would, yeah. I find yeah, this is a... It would trivialise seven
2: points of it as well.
3: Yeah. I, I think it would be less frustrating, mm. but also less challenging, so there's some good and bad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Not- I think there's a reason why development or yeah, design has gone down that path, but also I understand why. Because you can make a game... You can still make the game incredibly hard even with that flexibility as we've seen by m- any number of of modern games i yeah. suppose
1: yeah i'd love to play that as a, a like a mod maybe yeah just to see uh, yeah. the uh, possibilities that it brings out for combining with the jumping kick and uh, or like running slash into like weird double jumps and th- do you know yeah. what i mean it would be it would certainly be fun to, to play around with
0: it's actually really interesting uh, one of the benefits of playing these games on the steam versions apart from the obviously you can play them for free on illegal emulation or gray emulation but um they're cheap on steam unfortunately it's the same emulation wrapper by uh d3 publishing as um as the the compilation that we've referred to a lot which is the emulation is basically it's not it's not like the, it's not abominable but it's just not optimal it's not m2 standard it's uh, particularly noticeable is the sound yeah. latency. So you'll 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 do a sword slash and then half a second later the sound will come out and it just takes away from the from the feeling. What is good though about the Steam versions is that people do mod them and you do get these really interesting mods. Like somebody just released a couple of weeks ago a six button Mega Drive mod for Alien Soldier. So cool. now rather than having to juggle its really complicated weapons schemes with a three button pad, which is I think what it was originally designed for. Someone has has made it work with a six button controller. So the idea of a of a of a like a modern double jump Joe Musashi Shinobi 3, I don't think is it's not beyond beyond the realms of possibility.
1: Just quickly while we were on the sort of gameplay does anyone yeah. really use Fushin? I didn't
2: uh, t- but I could imagine <laughs> after the fact uh, there being a lot of actual use for it
0: hanging from the airship yeah oh, I just uh,
2: yeah I'm just not sure that the the first couple are so powerful compared to the yeah. the fusion that there's really that much want for it I yeah. mean the invulnerability of like art of
1: ever so slightly floating <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it, took- it makes a huge difference
3: though to the height of your jump
2: I mean, it's it did. I used it a few times, like just testing all of the different um, different magic powers out. And I think the point that I specifically was playing with Fushin was on one of the bits where you're on a rising elevator. I think in the second level, the one where yeah. there's the little tunnels with the soldiers shooting, avoid getting crushed. Shooting, out oh, of right it. oh yeah, and you get, get crushed at the second part of it. It's all it's all one long elevator thing, um, and it potentially was quite a good point to use it. But also possibly because the screen is kind of wrapping and stuff and there's not really, you can't go higher than the screen. It wasn't one of the ones where you're going to sneak up and find the hidden power-ups above you. That Potentially there's stuff that's hidden that you can only get with Fushin. Um, There were certainly things that I saw on various levels that I looked at and went, I don't have a clue how you get to that. I assume you do some weird jump and then, like, Go back under a platform and, and come around to it, or some the stage where you were setting off the bombs that were destroying bits of um yeah bits of platform to get through them as well. Maybe there were other other ways of doing it, but it did occur to me that Fushin might have actually had a a very specific use in some of those places. Um, but yeah, realistically, compared to invulnerability and like AOE screen damage, not really the best way to use your extremely limited I, magic uses as far as i could see Guess if
0: you if you don't like uh the double jump then it would help you out on the falling rock stage presumably uh, yeah. yeah so but yeah i
3: forgot about this i yeah f- i forgot <laughs> about this this blooming fusion and i've been <laughs> spoke you know about on the last episodes about how essential i thought it was at times i so I cleared this game twice, <laughs> once an easy, once a normal, and I'd completely forgotten about it. And the bits wow. that I struggled the most with are are those jumpy things. You know, we just mentioned with the spikes mm. on top of the, and then there's a later one in stage seven with the electric floors. I, and I've not gone back, to, I've not got that far since my recollection of Fushin. But I, I can think that that must make that perfectly
0: yeah, manageable. Yeah. Another kind of modern quality of life, if you will, change that I would perhaps advocate for a for a mod would be rather than having to hold up on the D-pad to grab on when you're falling past yeah. a rail, actually have to be holding down to not grab the rail. <laughs> but yeah. again, it's another thing that makes would make the game a little easier and would maybe scoffed at by people who are good at the game. I mean, you know, I'm fine at the game. I've beaten it a couple of times, but... Um, there are just some little elements where occasionally you lose a silly life, and I just think wouldn't wouldn't Joe have grabbed that automatically? But again, you know, I'm, I'm asking for automation where where the game asks for skill because it's a thirty year old sixteen bit game. So did anyone else um,
3: find that mechanic fiddly to nail that holding up to make him grab on?
0: Only well, not really fiddly, as in as I say, I've just asked for it to be automated, so I, mean, I guess yeah. I didn't.
2: There were a lot of points that I missed it. Um, <laughs> but, but what it was... about
3: jumping off when you were holding on? There was I particularly the start of stage seven when you've got to navigate across those the you yeah. know the floating airship thing.
0: It's treacherous.
3: Yeah. I find myself dropping off rather than jumping up.
0: Yes, that would be another little tweak. Again, I, I I'm a spoiled 2023 gamer. Just actually not allow joe to just continue to monkey bar along until he falls off how about just stop him at the end (laughs) (laughs) but again it's like these are the these are the actual demands of the game aren't they like uh, i uh, i'm i'm now advocating for multiple things that would make the game more modern but also easier um but would take out the kind of repetition of replaying and the need for save states and stuff like that or not the need but the The temptation, shall we say, for safe states. So, yeah, this—I mean, yeah—these are the interesting things about going back and discussing thirty-year-old sixteen-bit games. Like, what, what would we elect to change? Given that we're all fans, it's not like we're, yeah, it's not like we're people who are like, oh god, old games are rubbish Mm -hmm. and modern games are brilliant, or vice versa. Like, I think you know, certainly, I know, Chris, you and I, I think we're similarly of a mind in that, like. We love old games, but we also really appreciate a lot of the things that have happened in in games design and and sort of the evolution over the years to make things perhaps more fun sometimes. So I think, yeah, I think there is a there is perhaps a modded version of this game that is a little easier, perhaps, but also a little less frustrating. But where do you think the challenge comes from then, Leon? You know, Mm. if,
3: if you... If you smooth down some exactly. of the, yeah.
0: you know, so, some
3: of the wrinkles that have come yeah. from age, mm. then where does the challenge come from? Because until we got to those fiddly bits, which really I think start yeah. from in stage six. I mean, mm. I, I'm I'm not great at this game. I, you know, I'm reasonably competent at these games now after playing them for the last few months. I, I can get to la- latter parts of stage six without yeah. even losing a life.
0: Yeah yeah no i mean that's it you're 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 absolutely right and obviously there are as i say i think the the 3d ages version from 10 years ago has a few little mitigations but doesn't fundamentally alter the the actual mechanics of the gameplay it just it mitigates around restarts and credits and things like that so they obviously decided that it was important to keep all that stuff in there having said that m2 have with some of their sega ages and 3d ages games made little tweaks you know dropped in little things i mean A good example of this, I suppose, would be going all the way back to 1997 when Sonic team elected to put the spin dash into Sonic 1, which, of course, wasn't in Sonic 1 originally. But actually, they were just like, this really aids the Sonic experience. Let's just stick it in the first game as well, because we can. Um, So I don't think it. Yeah, it doesn't. I think there's probably some people out there who are just like hardcore purists for everything. Um, you should never meddle, and and the, you know the game is perfect as it is, or whatever. But um, I, I, you know, I spoiler for the summary. I ha- I have a lot of fun with this game. Yeah, it's just the the bits that were frustrating kind of stick out, I suppose, in that respect. Mm-hmm. But you you are right, Chris. If they did automate the grabbing, stop you walk- monkey barring off the edge of railings, give you a infinite input double jump, it would be yeah, it would make the game. Pretty easy, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as, much as those Still elements, like it.
0: as much as those elements
3: <laughs> frustrate, thinking back now, they're the most memorable parts of the game
0: for me. Any thoughts on this, Dan? Um,
1: well, yeah, I think with with regards to the difficulty, I think maybe by the time we Shinobi Three is releasing, we're a few years on and a little removed from the um, sort of arcade development mindset of uh, you right. versus the computer. It's more about uh, we want you and to see the game thinking. that we've made we want you to get to the end of this journey kind of thing so i wonder if there's an element yeah. of that to yeah to the difficulty and possibly um with ito's emphasis on uh filmic pacing whether there could have been like a remixing of stages which is why it's a little bit up mm. and down in terms of actual mm. difficulty um maybe he felt there was some reason some pacing reason that wasn't difficulty led as to why things could yeah. be moved about or one thing Sorry, don't oh no, continue. sorry. I was just going to say, or very similarly, um, later levels that they made could have been more difficult, but put earlier in the game, yeah, just because they'd made them further in the cycle, they're more used yeah. to the game by that point, and what have you.
0: One thing I often note when I am reading developer interviews with with Japanese developers, in particular from uh, from recent times, but also especially from back in the day, is is this you, you'll often hear them say things like, um we were you know, we wanted to we always want we were always conscious of how it made the player feel. Yeah. Like and I know that sounds like a really obvious thing, but as in I I think it yeah, it's probably not so straightforward as the difficulty curve has to be a straight line all the way up. So like they put in those action stages, yeah. the the four scrollers because and they're not mostly there is one boss that's but the surf boss yeah. is, is uh is tough when you don't know what you're doing. But like the first the horsey stage is just there to for fun right (laughs) it's just it's almost trivially easy um in my experience uh even the boss is uh, doesn't take many hits and and the whole thing is like this is part of the adventure that you're going on this is not meant to like game over you this is just meant to be now i'm a ninja on a horse and Mm -hmm. this is and this is cool and then yeah obviously um the challenge has to be in there somewhere so they throw in this the level towards the end you know the, the stage seven with with its clinging to a airship in the sky it reminded me there was a game i think it was the year after this probably which was uh konami's the adventures of batman and robin yeah. on the super nintendo that had a hanging from an airship level as well that drove me absolutely insane
1: until i beat it um, also strider which at the time we talked about some of, of the course. frustrations there
0: yeah absolutely um and I, th- I wonder if the airship level, which does eventually transition to being more on the top of an airship o- over gun turrets and things like that, uh, it looks from some of the screenshots of the pre-release version or the unreleased version that maybe it was going to be more of that. But yeah, who knows? Maybe the beta. Maybe the beta tells us. Um, but yeah, what I will say is there, there. obviously difficulty of games is subjective, as we know. Um, and it can be all over the place but there there were definitely some there were quite a few mega drive games that i found maybe it's partly because i you know really focused on them and played them a lot but some of them were pretty easy i mean world of illusion for example um especially after you know we talk about ness hard the 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 generation before that that i didn't have much experience of at the time but i was instead playing uncompletable 8 and, and 16 bit computer games that were just you know not even tested to be finished a lot of the time yeah um it was it was fun to be able to yeah, completing world of illusion on my first go was a little made me a little bit sad because i realized my mum had spent 45 quid which was a lot of money yeah, it's in not no new game 92. for leon until next christmas yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> i was i was 20 at this point um but uh but also, like, I, I enjoyed that experience of just, you know, beating something and being able to play through it over and over again. And the amount of times I completed Sonic 1 and and um, Golden Axe and things like that and Streets of Rage on the Mega Drive without even batting an eyelid. But I just loved the experience. So I, I, my, I guess my point with this is that if Shinobi 3 had had all those quality of life things that maybe they wouldn't have even thought about because development was where it was 30 years ago, I, I would have. Possibly played the game, you know. I didn't have it as it turned out in the Mega Drive. But if I had, the fact that I, it would have been easier to complete wouldn't have stopped me enjoying it and beating it over and over again. Some games are fun to just rebeat and rebeat and rebeat, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's a really
3: good point because they, it, we. I, I managed to get through this game twice and I barely used any of the new mechanics. In fact, I didn't mm. use any of them other than on the final boss when I realised that if you block his attacks, <laughs> it's actually doable. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I, I barely used any of the, the Nimpo, I barely used the new mechanics, and I managed to finish it twice. Uh, what this game does do, and I think the point you just made about it being rebeatable and re and doing it over and over again, it gives you a ton of different ways to do it, and, and that yeah. is a difference to the previous Shinobi games, which, whilst mm. they were good in their own way and and, and great at times, and, and a lot of fun, pretty rigid, pretty really one-dimensional. Yeah. You know there was a way to do it, and if you mastered that way you you could just go through it over and over again, but it's fairly rigid, whereas with this you know you you could mess around you could say right i'm i'm it's it's viable not to use Kunai, for instance, because you've got all these other yeah. mechanics that gives you give you the option so it's definitely I think a game that not like us you know we we play these games we've got a lot on our plate, we play them once, we get a clear great tick, let's move on now, if you were playing this, and this might be the only game you've had for a few months. I think you could have great fun going through it again and again, and we're just not going to do that. So I think there's probably, you know, yeah. we probably may look 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 on it less for that because we're not going to engage with those mechanics.
0: But as John said, like he, you know, after he'd finished it in a way that was kind of mitigated, uh, made made easy for himself, he'd enjoyed it enough to go back in and yeah. and 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 play it again. And certainly, yeah, I've played I've played this across multiple versions now because having just played it through even uh you know you you start on easy and you maybe you know make a save after a after a tricky point and then you definitely can get to the point where you're so confident um and yeah there it is it while chris is right you, there are multiple ways to approach there are also aspects of it which are learnable yeah um yeah i mean uh, uh, we've talked before about uh, jay who's uh, editing this podcast his modus operandi for nearly all games and has been for a long long time is he's very happy to play something on a on whatever the easiest lowest difficulty is to start with and he'll just keep going back through it and going one harder each time which uh which i quite like yeah it's, uh, so it's get you value. yeah absolutely yeah, everything's for sure. legitimate Whatever makes you feel the best, I guess. Yeah,
2: and that's—I mean—that's how I always come to these games. Um, when we do them for the show. Uh, similarly, I'm sure I've said the same for the, like the, um, Castlevania Game Boy and NES games and stuff that we've talked about recently, mm. is you know where you've now got all these modern releases of these games that generally do have some sort of like rewind system or save states or something built into it to make it easier than the game would have been originally. I'm very happy to play through a game and kind of see the content of it while using those, you know, those kind of accessibility options that are available to me, uh, but then I do tend to also very much enjoy once I've done it at least going back for a second time and seeing okay now how would this be if I'd actually played it in the the kind of original the way that it was released. And one thing that really struck me about shinobi is that you can, just in the options menu of the game, you can switch it to easy, you can increase the number of lives, you can increase the number of kunai that it gives yeah. you. Um I don't know if it specifically mentioned it in the game, but somebody said on the Slack that that then easy mode also then gives you unlimited continues um mm-hmm. i never never got to the point of needing a continue i barely yeah. even died while i was playing on easy but when i then switched it to um normal and went back through i got as far as the um the mudman boss on the stage 3 that was the point where I actually started dying, and I, I used a continue there, which I think you have limited on normal. But it didn't. I was expecting yeah. that it would load the the very beginning of stage three again from the the start of it. It didn't. It just loaded straight into the boss fight. So yeah. even the continues oh, okay. on this game feel like they're giving. Maybe that the- isn't
0: just yeah the m2 version then that sounds like it was yeah it was pretty general i mean yes we should be absolutely clear yeah. this is not the difficulty of of one of the no. best castlevania no games. no this this like strongly
2: that. feels like it's it designed to be a much more forgiving experience and i think what you said about the difference between something um it's something like a an original castlevania or a you know a ninja gaiden or something ridiculous like that or a Battletoads where they are so freaking difficult that you feel like, okay, this is, this is not in an arcade, but this is very much that arcade sensibility of, we want you to just keep adding extra credits into it. Um, Even, even with the home console versions, you know, producing that same trick. Um, Maybe, maybe it's partly because it's a number of years down the line. And as you were saying, the team here would just, would have just liked people to be able to get to the end of their game. And realistically with nine lives and infinite continues and, just reloading from the presumably the beginning of the stage or the, you know, the sort of the sub stage, basically you sit down for a few hours on this and unless you're absolutely unable to play (laughs) it, you are going to be able to get through this game. And that, that, that would still have gone for, you know, maybe a fairly young child in 1993 to be able to do this. So I think that that might not be possibly at the time, the common way of doing these things, but I mean, I honestly felt like the way that they let you do that, there's a section listed down here below about cheats. Does this game need cheats? I can imagine yeah. a level skip or something just to get you through it. But seriously, like, I, I already felt like I was cheating just by being able to turn the number of lives and the number of shurikens up.
0: I mean, that was a pretty normal set of options for a Mega Drive game. Some of them didn't have it, but that was more notable than... A Mega Drive game having an option screen where you could have at least three difficulty settings yeah. and a live setting—that was pretty standard stuff. Yeah, it just—it um, felt
2: so forgiving to me that in a way that I was not expecting and was quite, um you know, quite happy with. Like I've said before, for some of these other games, there have been points where I've I've seriously considered going and getting an original cartridge or something, and then thought twice about it after a looking at the price and b thinking. If I do that, I might not actually be able to beat the game for the show. It might be physically impossible for me to get through like Castlevania 3 or something on original hardware with no accessibility.
0: Um, Pretty tough.
2: But yeah, I think in this case, possibly goes slightly easier than the average and possibly slightly easier than it could have been. I mean, it is is that same. You both have said, all three of you have said, you get to the point where you get this for Christmas or something, you beat it uh, immediately in an afternoon and then... You just continue beating it. I guess that's okay, especially if you're young and it's 1993 and you don't have a billion other it's games to get
0: to. You can beat your high score. You can do it without Sunai. So, yeah, like you, you
2: try out the different out magic points. powers that you probably didn't use the first time around because yeah, exactly. you were just making yourself invincible. Like, it's it's all there. It's just whether, yeah, sort of hitting that balance between it being kind of... uh, I think, I think honestly... If I had have had this on the console in the day, it would have actually felt like a bit of a revelation that I could actually beat it. And I had a lot of games that I could not beat at that time and things where they changed the the way the games worked. Like Sonic 2, I could never get through it. I mean, we immediately learned about the, the level selection cheats and stuff to see those later levels because I felt even even though it's probably not that difficult in comparison, there are parts of that game that were extremely difficult, the final boss being like a particular um, example of that. And I think when then Sonic 3 came out the year later, having the fact that it actually saved your progress at the levels instead of you having to start over and over and over again from the very beginning felt like a revelation. And this would have been one of those like real positives of I can actually beat this game. It's not going to be totally impossible and frustrating forever.
0: Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, just thinking about uh, if anyone's got anything to say on any of the individual uh, stages or bosses, I'm just going to quickly go through and uh, and feel free to jump in if there's anything we haven't yet covered. So we start off in round one, Z's Resurrection, which is, I guess, forest stage. And uh, after you battle waves of assassins with no danger of falling through the floor or anything like that, you face Guard Lobster, a huge mutated samurai. <laughs> Uh, next up is Secret Entry, which is a weird name for a stage on which you uh, gallop on a, not dare I say, not especially well drawn horse. <laughs> it's not the it's not the sleekest looking stallion I've ever ridden in a game. I have to say, I know horses are hard to draw. At least it moves nice and
1: realistically. Yeah, true. I wonder if there'd been like a Super Nintendo game that had had a horse maybe at some point previously, and it was like, we can do a horse too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. uh, you've fight uh, Kage the jonin right the end I, I mean I never really see him because he just flies on the screen and you shoot him and then eventually he blows up
3: that's the floating <laughs> like, brain one right yeah no 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 well, it's, it's no, like a no, robot no, no. this is the
0: horse he's yeah, he's a robot guy like oh a, another power on the horse. I'm not sure he is a goal I'm not sure he is a robot actually because just everyone explodes in these games don't they but um anyway uh he comes out of the sort of kite balloon yeah. thingy yeah, right. yeah 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 body weapon is the next uh, level which is the uh, the biological weapons lab with the brains and the annoying flying things that you can mostly kill before they even come on the screen um
2: well hold on chris is right though there is another sub stage in level you, you, two and there is a I final boss that's like a brain thing that floats around like a spiky. spike oh, you were
3: yes. the... talking about the mid boss leon when he's yeah. on the horse yes yeah.
0: you're right sorry i always think of that as a separate stage but it's actually only part of a stage isn't it yes yes then there's a computery uh brain yeah. thing which... which is very easy yeah yes i would say so and yes the uh the 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 sub boss of body weapon is again pretty easy it's just avoid rolling off the edge into some sludge yeah uh, on the plat- on the uh, conveyor belts um, but then it's the it, it this is the the under underneath when you drop down into the the sewer and uh, he's called hydra which is, it isn't really what he looks like uh, big fleshy face and this was um yeah this is one of those uh Aspects of the game that was often used as a, a as a, a an attention grabbing screenshot in the magazine. Yeah. Full on
3: HR Giga, this isn't it. You know, something straight type of thing. straight out it's, of the pages. It's Still, like, one um, of the most
2: disgusting things I've seen. There's some there's <laughs> some really good like horrible gory like Super Nintendo Mega Drive style bosses. I mean, I'm thinking of stuff like Splatterhouse bosses and yeah. um, uh, the, I mean the Echo the Dolphin thing always freaked me out. It's it's not quite this era but mm-hmm. then um uh symphony of the night was ps1 wasn't it originally like that's yeah. got some extremely similar kind of disgusting bosses as well so i feel i feel like there's a really yeah. good like lineup around this era
0: stuff with its skin
2: yeah missing.
1: the boss is slightly comical as well though at the same time as being creepy yeah
0: yeah flaps his hand about in a slightly Sort of ineffectual manner, and he's got those weird, like flappy, tenderly teeth as well, mm, and just kind mm, of wave around. Yeah, gross and comic. Who knows at the same time. what Neo Zeed were planning on doing with that? Well, I, I feel
2: like I mean that's that's the <laughs> how reject, would you deploy right? it? That's the stuff that's been flushed down the drain into the sewers underneath there, oh, okay. there, like yeah, chemical plant or whatever sense. it is.
0: Uh, round four, destruction. Musashi discovers a great river near his home. Oh, convenient. <laughs> where neo zed has constructed a huge factory between this river specializing in robotic weaponry he surfs across the river fighting off hordes of ninjas who are riding on huge hovering futuristic vehicles
2: yep, they sure are <laughs> this is this is like um something out of ninja turtles this i'm sure there was a stage yeah. almost exactly like this in that uh, yeah, there is, the yeah. recent ninja turtles shredder's revenge game
0: that and 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 indeed yeah. uh, the original turtles in yeah. time,
1: yeah, and the original turtles arcade was it that had the um sort of the boss scanning you from their own point of view? Oh
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
3: that's right. the turtles in time
0: oh, okay. one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shredder, Shredder in his oh, booth, yeah, and you have to yeah. throw the enemies yeah. at, at the uh, towards the screen. There's,
2: yes. On that note, there is also the first boss of Battle Toads is like that, isn't it? You get the boss's POV, yeah, that's yeah. Right.
0: yeah, and then did it again in uh, Phantom Hourglass on the ds as well i don't know why we're talking about that mechanic it's not <laughs> well in it case, i mean but... it sort
2: of is there's the well kind of because yeah. there's the bit in the mudman um stage where you're running along and oh, yeah, you being okay. chased you do see him in the background a but it does on kind yeah. of feel like it's from his perspective sort of with the lock on on the screen
3: fair enough well i think it's meant to be him targeting you isn't it but yeah it's yeah. not quite, it's not from his yeah. perspective
2: but it's a very similar mm-hmm. thing yeah
1: i wonder if that could have been added late as a sort of treasure um recommendation again it seems like yeah. quite a treasury thing to be it in there. really does yeah, yeah it's right. also
2: weird just a, a one-off thing that they do in the one stage and then never never use that thing where you see the boss again yeah. but i mean th- this game is kind of full of like little one-off things so
3: yeah
0: it keeps you moving um which i also wonder go, going back to ito's comments about the the wall of fire round five electric demon which is where you've got this you know hellscape looking Uh, burning inferno i'm actually now wondering maybe there is a wall of fire which comes on like rainbow island style if you dilly dally like maybe there is a timer that's watching you through this level that i've never seen or none of us has ever seen it doesn't ring a
2: bell for me
3: yeah no i move really slowly through these levels and i haven't seen it
0: (laughs) yeah okay Maybe it's maybe it's just uh he just wanted to sow the seed of doubt in your mind Yeah, maybe but yeah i was uh, that would kind of make sense if it was like yeah the, the rainbow islands idea that it only starts to play a part if you if you dawdle but sounds like maybe it's just not there even though maybe that was the original intention um it would have it would have made sense after mm. the the lock on thing that kind of keeps you moving yeah. through the previous level anyway um Another fairly so you've got a kind of mech mech uh guard halfway through this level, which uh is fairly straightforward human height thing um but then you have mecha Godzilla, which is um perhaps the closest thing in this game to the copyright infringing shenanigans of the previous game um and this boss was a, was a bit of a pain until. I remembered, or learned, or reread about the block mechanic, which makes all the difference. Because without block, this boss is a, is a hellscape. With block, uh, well, it becomes a lot easier. I found.
2: Yeah, I assume you can block the the stuff that falls from the ceiling, which is obviously yeah, the you can main problem here. I think
0: the main thing I was having problems with though was the uh, the electric the three triple balls from from its chest at the oh, end. Yeah. Because there are so many of them and they fire so quickly, I was trying to dodge them all. And really, it's uh, it's folly. You, you uh, know I you think. can shoot you, those, Leon, and you yeah. can shoot them. Mm. Yes, I th- first I noticed you could shoot them, which helped. But then, of course, you can. Or you, you, even if you run out of kunai, you can still slash them. But the timing's a bit harder. But once I learned, you can block. You don't even have to move once you <laughs> once you've learned to block. You just crouch right next to its chest yeah. and slash away. Block, 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 slash. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's the bits falling from the bits falling from the ceiling or wherever
3: they're falling it's from.
0: It's a bit unfair, isn't and it? And whatever they are, that they're, they're RNG generated as well in the sense that they're nev- they're not. It's not a learnable yeah. pattern.
3: Yeah, it's disappointing a little bit when I got to this because I think we we were talking on the Slack, weren't we? And you said it, mm. it. It's the first bit and probably the first bit in the whole of the franchise actually, which feels unfair. You know, there's no way you can learn it, and and yes, you mm. can negate a lot of it by blocking, but you've got to then be super patient and be good at dodging his, his fire breath. But it's it's done it's that coupled with the knockback. When you get hit by one and then you yeah. knock back and then you're in a and yeah, and not ideal position, which means that you get hit by another attack. It was the first way I got really, really frustrated until I managed to just and even now I just yeah. I just sort of bulldoze my way
0: through it. It was notable that on the speedrun video we looked at yeah. that was that they, they actually commented on that being like one of the, the points that your run can come a cropper because of the the random element. Well, he lost so a life,
3: yeah. didn't he? The guy,
0: the guy who was playing yeah. it, which which was the first time he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then there's the canyon. Is that right? The, the is it the the falling rocks? Yes. At this point traps. <laughs> that's some kind of trap. Um, that's the first half of this level. Um, and there's a a boss, which again, other than the possibility of getting your traditional knockback style plummet to death not too hard and I said the mid boss here just crouch yeah. and block a lot very cool, he... very
3: cool graphically the way it, it kind of mm. sort of vaporizes and then rematerializes
0: mm. and then there is the traditional now <laughs> maze level uh and overall, I found this one less kind of frustrating and confusing than the predecessor games, but still has its moments. There's a lot of climbing up boxes that are easily smashed by mistake and yeah. getting uh, knocked out of the air by the floating bat ninja guys. Yeah. And there's also, a, I think, one possible, in my opinion, misstep visually here, which is this level is has got this kind of... Um, not very convincing sort of stylized mist effect in front of yeah. it. Which uh which obviously there's no transparencies, colour math style on the mega drive, so you've just got this kind of slightly irritating, checkered mesh mm. which kind of gets in the way.
3: Not a big fan. It's fine though, isn't it? I mean, compared to compared to the abomination that was in Revenge.
0: <laughs> you know, this is Yeah th- it's this is It's ac- more logical. Like it feels like you know the doors you are still presented with options of doors, some of which will take you back, but it feels now like the the doors that are, the you pretty much know yeah, that exactly. the doors that are easy to get yes. to, don't go through those. Yeah. Find the hardest door to get mm. to, and that will move you forward. I think it's only, is it four or five sequences or sections? Yeah, maybe? It, it, yeah
3: I would say, yeah. I wouldn't say, not even as many as five. Yeah, maybe three or four.
2: Mm, yeah, mm. And I mean, the plus side for this, for what I found was, by being stupid and not, uh, you know, not figuring out the the maze very well, you can build up a heck of a lot of, um, of kunai <laughs> yes. on this. I mean, I ended yes. up with something like four hundred throughout the entire final level, thanks to this. Yeah,
0: that's it. There's actually one room where you can, if you don't want to climb to the door, you can just keep going yep. through and smashing yep. five boxes and collecting all the stuff. Yeah, and...
2: that's it. Mm.
0: And then the final confrontation, we've talked about the hanging from the airship, which um, is, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's definitely the most demanding mm. section up to that point. And then the subsequent level is also, yeah. I mean, they saved the hardest level for last, which is kind of what you'd expect.
3: Don't you find that some of these stages in that second half of stage seven is a good example where they're almost like puzzle platform levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's a few yeah. levels in this game where there aren't any enemies at all. Like the one I yeah. think, um, John, you mentioned it earlier. The one where you have to use the bombs to destroy platforms, oh, yeah. and that opens a way to through the level. It reminded me almost of something like
0: Pushover, you know,
3: or something puzzle platformy. <laughs> mm, right? Yeah. I really enjoyed those levels.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a certain kind of uncompromisingness to them. They, they those are the levels where you have to learn there there isn't really that much scope for no. improvisation yeah. True. it's it's like you need to when when that little platform slides into the electric wall you've got to jump off it at this point yeah. and land on it at this point otherwise you're going to take mm. a hit yeah nice change um, of pace though yeah 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 in 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 the build up to the final boss uh of which there are two kind of um you've got the first one which is a throwback to... Actually, does this one come halfway through the level? Is that the mid-boss, the, the one that's a throwback to that, the that, That's at the end of stage game? six. Is the it? guy
3: throwing his hair at you? Yeah, It's yeah, the stage right. six okay. boss,
0: yeah. Yeah, of course, you're right, yeah. Uh, Zed Lieutenant Yakushishi, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, for some reason, I kind of... In my head, he's at the end, because he was in the previous game, but no. Um... So, is there a halfway boss? In I don't the think there is. I don't
3: I remember think you anything. You just have two long sub stages, and then into the that's boss. That's it. Right.
0: Yeah. And then the final boss is a kind of like a hyped up robotic version yeah. of you, basically. Is that that's that sort of? Yeah. I wanted it. I was watching show,
2: yeah. this. This guy does this dragon punch thing, thinking, "Can I do yes. this? Have I got an uppercut that yeah. I can somehow <laughs> do if I press the right button combination? I mm. wish that would Shame. be cool.
0: Yeah, someone was saying, uh, I think it was the Sega Lord X YouTube review was saying that he found it disappointing that there was no extra peril like in the previous game. We, with When you've got Joe's Mrs. being crushed under a ceiling, uh, he was saying that they could have had, you know, a kind of countdown explosion timer mm-hmm. or something just to just to add a little bit of something to this, whereas it's this slightly abstract fight between you and. Cyber Ninja in virtual space or whatever. I wasn't really sure what was going on, to be honest. But no. <laughs> eventually eventually, I realised that you can use the uh, the Super Smash uh, magic on you because if you've got any lives left, you won't need them after this. So. No,
3: that's true. Yeah. I reckon I died on this boss 25 times. Ooh, wow. Yeah, at least. Yeah, that's, that's been... It does need a lot of kicking. Yeah, I, but I... I wasn't blocking. And and then it was in that second ah. phase when he goes into the air and shoots the projectiles mm. at green, you. Green bits. Which mm. which you can dodge. I'm sure that it is mm. possible to dodge them. But it's yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Bitly. Once you, once I discovered, remembered whatever it was that I could block, oh, it trivialized it completely.
2: Mm. Yeah. I mean, to the point yeah. where you can stand in front of him, block the big explosion thing that he does. And it, which normally does something like three or four ticks of health to you, you can yeah. block that for no damage, and it damages him because it blows up in his face. <laughs> like it, It's slightly ridiculous once you figure out how powerful that block move is.
3: Yeah.
0: Although there is one of his attacks which, even if you block it, it zaps you all the way across to the other side of the screen and does some damage anyway. Yeah,
2: the, the, I mean, there are things that it can't just be blocked, but in general that block is way too powerful for yeah <laughs> for what the enemies are throwing at you yeah you've got
0: to be, you've gotta be, ca- you've got to be careful you've gotta
3: be careful with your position on the screen with the block as well because occasionally if if it's a projectile that's coming at you slightly from above, it can hit you on the head and gonna go over yes. your block, but if you get your position yeah. right, I mean it's yeah it's virtually everything is blockable.
1: I wonder if the block could have been a slight um, panacea added late to um sort of sweeten mm. the difficulty somewhat if it hadn't have been there. maybe I'm
0: interesting yeah 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 is there any way of you can't if you if you hold kunai and you want to block you have to fire a kunai out right there's no way of not because if you hold the button if you press the button to hold it yeah it must be because it's the same button yeah he always he always shoots yeah yeah so ito again from the keith stewart Mega Drive genesis collective works book uh, was talking about the relationship with treasure remember we were saying that they were working adjacent uh, this is uh, after treasure had left konami and uh, were now working on things like gunstar heroes of course treasure kindly showed us some work in progress demos of the game they were working on gunstar heroes and talked us through their development process the game had an amazing sense of speed and it was such an eye-opener for me we had an idea to include horse riding and surfing scenes in the super shinobi 2 so players could experience high velocity action <laughs> the same effect that a car chase has in an action yeah film. exactly you like, must uh, love
3: modern games mustn't he tamayuki
0: yeah yeah so it sounds like treasure was uh, as much as anything influential on those uh on those sub levels although i think yeah probably a few other areas as well alex 79 regular correspondent Thanks, Alex, says, I owned this back in the day and it was always a favourite. I replayed it today and it's held up very well. Looks good, nice animation and even decent boss fights. The game is a perfect length to blast through in an afternoon and although it's tough in places, the checkpoints are generous enough that you are never put too far back to try again. I have one tip for the final boss. There's a magic you can use that damages the boss, kills your shinobi and puts you back at full health with one life lost. It's effectively a life bar extender, seeing as you don't need to save your lives anymore. Manage the final boss on the second attempt at using this method. All in all, this is worth a play for sure. Yeah, there are some cheats. Uh, I mean, they're not all the things listed on this GameSpot piece aren't cheats, but uh, apparently it retains the unlimited shuriken thing, the infinite infinity symbol thing, which I didn't actually bother doing this time
1: i did it just to hear the uh, as, sound to see if it's the same and it's, whoop, whoop, whoop. yeah it's um i think it's a slightly different sound i haven't compared uh, like side by side a to b um and you do <laughs> the the cheat is slightly different in how you perform it i can't ah. quite remember the okay. difference if you are oh, you have to set a certain tune as well as the sound Ooh, effect ah. i think is correct cool. Hmm. uh
0: yes it mentions completing levels without shuriken to get bonus points uh, there is actually a six button controller scheme, um, which is uh, hidden away. Uh, obviously, six button controllers were around by this point. Were they? I think they came out, I thought they were late '93.
1: Ye- yeah. Uh, Sega themselves would have known about it because it was for um, Street, Street Fighter. Fighter, yeah, which was like September yeah. that year, maybe. Yeah, good point.
0: Uh, And yes, there is an invincibility option um, uh, using the background music selections. So yeah, if you want to make it really easy, you can do that. Yeah, quick blast through the re-releases. So yeah, the Digital Eclipse lot re-released the game on both PS2 and PSP as part of the Sega Genesis Collection or Mega Drive Collection in 2006-2007. It arrived on Wii Virtual Console in 2007 we would have had the pal version pal territories of course of that then on the ps3 and 360 on the slightly enhanced compilation that was effectively a follow-up to the previous gen one which was known as sonic's ultimate genesis collection Mm -hmm. in america Uh, then there's the windows pc version which is still available for 79p there's an ios version which uh, the reviews don't seem to be very kind for. I don't know if it's still on the store. Couldn't see an Android version, probably before Androids had proliferated. Uh, 10 years ago, since that 3DS version came out now, it still feels quite recent to me. 3D Shinobi 3, it's called. 3D Ages or 3D Classics uh, label. Andrew Elmore from our forum says, I highly recommend seeking out m 2 Sega Ages 3D release of the game for 3DS if you're able yeah i think it's you can't buy stuff off that story no no no. uh the 3d parallax layer separation is very helpful for visual distinction but there are also tools like level selects that are quite helpful for practicing certain stages or boss fights yes uh that 3d i know there's no point in recommending them if you haven't bought them by now but yeah the if you're especially lucky and have an n3ds with the stable 3d those sega games in 3d actually look really cool um and i say that as a Total 3D kind of non-believer, but um, M2 works some magic. I think this is one yeah. of the
1: games that um, uses the effect best, funnily enough. Mm, I um, agree. Better than even than some of the sort of going into the screen sprite scaler games. Yeah. It really um, helped me with the visual aspect of this game. I find some of the levels a bit... Um, busy is not quite the right word, but um, it, it's quite a f- it's quite flat. to. It's hard, hard to explain. Yeah. It. But I know uh, there's mean. just not the depth yes. in the background. I know there's great parallax scrolling, don't get me wrong. But there's just something that my eye just doesn't get on well with. And this mm. 3DS version really, really sorts that out. Mm.
0: Yeah, and you've got a nice D-pad as well. Uh,
1: yeah, there's that uh, collection
0: that we always end up mentioning because it's got so many games on it. The Genesis Classics, Mega Drive Classics, for uh, PS4, Xbox One, Linux, Mac, Switch d3t limited that's now five years old itself shinobi 3 was also on the first mega drive mini and as we've said is part of the nintendo switch online plus expansion pack for mega drive 2021 there's also a NES version (laughs) it's not official by uh it's over 10 years ago by a team called super game and it's more of a, a loose adaptation than a direct conversion. But for some reason, somebody decided <laughs> that it was a good idea to convert the Super Shinobi 2 to the NES and call it the Super Shinobi. Don't you love things like this one. This probably took someone years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Completely mad. It looks pretty impressive for an S game. I don't know how well it runs. Yeah. Uh but um, I guess that's still out there somewhere if you know where to look and have a NES emulator. Andrew Elmore from our forum says, I have a running list of my favourite examples of expertly tuned action games, and whenever I'm considering a game for that list, Shinobi 3 for the Genesis or Mega Drive is the first measuring stick that comes to mind. That's not necessarily intentional, it just happens to have occupied that space in my mind for some years now. It's in a hallowed pantheon, alongside God Hand, Ninja Gaiden Black, Castlevania Rondo of Blood and a few other entries that occupy a similar place in my heart and mind. I love the detailed pixel artwork maximising the Mega Drive's colour palette. I love the music, some of the most intricate FM synth work to come out of Sega in that era. I love the breadth of verbs at the player's disposal at any given moment and the demands the game makes of your attention and reflexes in order to properly execute those verbs. I love the journey the game takes through increasingly ridiculous locales I love the shmup-style body horror boss designs. I love learning their patterns and the satisfaction of pulling off a clean stage. I could go on and on, but at the end of the day, the thing I love most about Shinobi 3 is how it feels in the hands. The game has immensely satisfying kinesthetics, even compared to its contemporaries, which is a high bar to clear, in my opinion. Playing Shinobi 3 is like cracking a glow stick and twisting a bundle of bubble wrap. It has such an excellent sense of friction. It is indeed a difficult game, of course, but overall I've had much less issue with Shinobi 3 than I have with Revenge or Shadow Dancer. Shinobi 3 seems like a game that's much more interested in seeing you overcome difficult challenges rather than trying to eat your credits. I think this is a masterfully crafted work that serves as an excellent standard. I respect it and I love it dearly. It's a game well worthy of intricate study you got to stop wow.
2: putting some of these community correspondents in right before the ending where they're just totally going to steal our <laughs> lunch for the yeah the i was final exactly
0: <laughs> the same thing yeah uh summary listen to what andrew just yeah. said yeah um one three word review and again which this speaks a little bit to what chris was saying about the lack of kind of talk about shinobi 3 in the retro asylum discord we only received one three word review which is an unusually small amount uh, across both Twitter and threads, but follow us there anyway and join in if you want to in future. But it was uh, it was Mr. Ixolite, in fact, who said, Joe Musashi Unleashed, which I think is quite nice mm. and appropriate. Uh, well, John, you've asked for it now. You've got to go straight after uh, Andrew. sure. Okay. Summarise. Okay. <laughs> um,
2: well, A, obviously listen to what Andrew said. He's a uh, very uh, well-spoken and uh, intelligent man so uh yes just just copy it's not him. a pseudonym of yours no, no i wish i'm fairly sure that he works at Bungie, so i, I will trade places with him if he likes any he, he does he you're plays, right actually. um yeah. like shoegaze on a guitar or a bass as well so a lot of things that i have cool. about him that i like so um cool. yes uh i really really enjoyed playing this it is definitely one of these games that i played when i was really really young probably loved it then but you know it's 30 years i can't remember what happened 30 days ago let alone 30 years so i mean my my main memories of that time are being freaked out by the by the mudman boss so that's that's my kind of enduring <laughs> legacy um i can't remember if i ever actually beat that thing but it was pretty good fun uh earlier you know kicking him back into his like rotting sludge pile that he come out of um i think there's a there's a lot here that just um just kind of plays really nicely i love all the little the animations and the smoothness of it i really like the the kind of the varied um uh, not exactly powers but you know the moveset that you've got with the running and slashing and the the fact that you know you get close up to enemies and slash them but if you're further away you you chuck a, a kunai at them um i liked playing around with the different magics although they're you know arguably certain less useful than others but um yeah overall i think just for like a a kind of something that you can sit down and play especially if you're you know you're happy to use save states and stuff very easily get through it in like maybe an hour and a half even fairly casually um or just whack it on easy and whack the lives up and you have unlimited continues and just just learn it and it might take you a few hours to get through but it's it's like super um it's super available for any sort of skill level to get through. And, you know, obviously being a, you know, one of these Mega Drive re-released on various different systems things, it's like if you own any of the current consoles or a PC or any of the previous gen consoles, there's some way that you can play this and, you know, slightly dodgy sound effects on the um, the recent Sega Ultimate Collection or whatever it's actually called, Sega Classics Collection with withstanding or notwithstanding, um, I assume that all the ports are, uh, you know, play nicely and are uh, uh, cheap as chips as well. So um especially if uh, you've got interest in the previous games which are also variably just chucked onto those um those same compilations. So like super low bar to entry for both actually getting hold of this thing and, and playing through it as well. And like I say, for my money it's like nice and quick and satisfying and Plays nicely, is varied enough to keep you entertained for a couple of hours without any trouble, so definitely recommend it.
0: Thanks, John. Christopher?
3: Something about Shinobi 3 that makes me twitch a little bit. I really enjoy playing the game, and I haven't considered myself a fan now of the Shinobi series. I haven't felt more like I'm living out my ninja fantasy than when I'm playing Shinobi 3. It's the only game really that we've played, I think, in the series so far where Joe Musashi actually can feel like a ninja in your hands and you can do things which you think a ninja would do rather than some geriatric old man throwing uh, shooting stars around. It's bright, it's breezy, it's well-paced, it's got some great level design, it's got some great music and great pixel art and great bosses. But it, there's something disposable about it. And it maybe it is in the lack of challenge. In fact, for me, it is in the lack of challenge. Despite what Andrew Elmore says in his, his brilliantly erudite and succinct uh, summary, I think there's a lack of friction to the game. And I think, for me, it makes it the least memorable of the four games that we've played so far i completely agree with john i mean the, the barrier to entry is so low and there is there is a couple of hours fun to be had here and i'm sure if you are someone like andrew who really loves it there is clearly because he and others have had it there is a lot more fun you can go back through you can set yourself challenges you can check out the mechanics but The mechanics are, despite there being lots of verbs to use, most of them are inessential if you just want to see the content. So unfortunately for me, despite it being while I'm playing it, probably the most fun I've had playing a Shinobi game, I fear that when I look back on this in 10 years' time, it's definitely going to be the one I think, oh, yeah, and we played that one. And I'm going to Mm. remember... Possibly the inferior Shadow Dancer Revenger Shinobi and even the original Shinobi more than this.
0: Mm. Yeah, I sort of know what you mean, actually. Uh, Even though I I, I also concur that I would say if you just, if somebody just asked me randomly, which is the most fun Shinobi that you've played, I would probably say Shinobi Mm. 3 in terms of being able to get into it, it, having the most kind of, yeah things to do uh the most player expression available um probably more variety in terms of levels and stages and action and pace and things like that as well but yeah while I would say that if people were looking for a kind of you know maybe one of the sort of archetypal sixteen bit action games that they missed that they've never played, if they were looking for a recommendation, this would be a really solid one. But yeah, I sort of do know what you mean as well. Like um, it, it does feel to me, while it does feel to me like a, a game that did benefit from its extra development time. And as I say, I say that from a position of being ignorant of not having played the the original version or even the, the, the leaked beta. Um, it does feel kind of tight and polished and, and really well designed and actually watching either or playing it myself as a as an average player and then watching an expert speedrunner tear it apart and abuse it um it kind of shows that they really did spend a lot of attention on making making the game fair and balanced and all that stuff and um yeah there is there's some sort of weirdly uneven things like sometimes something will some boss will seem incredibly easy and then another time You'll be in some situation that seems very hard. But, yeah, I think actually p- part of it is, <laughs> yeah, read the manual, mm-hmm. like in the old in the old sense, like learning to actually remember to use things like the block and mm-hmm. the running slash attack and uh, obviously learning to time the double jump and how to hang and not fall off, remembering your magics and what their uses are and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, it's not a it's not a super brief game either for for its type. Uh, it's not the longest, but it's not the shortest of its type either. So it feels like a fairly uh, lengthy challenge for this kind of game. Pretty intense. Uh, the music's a bop, you know. The graphics are uh, pretty cool, I think, for their time and for the hardware they're on. Um, so yeah, it's overall, it's definitely a recommendation. It's nice and accessible, easy to play in lots of places, and um, yeah, you can clearly. If you do get into it you can clearly kind of get really good at it and have a lot of fun doing so but equally you might find that um it's just another one of them 16-bit action games uh that yeah maybe some of those little wrinkles that we talked about that might be altered if the game was released now might get in the way of your enjoyment but yeah definitely definitely check it out let's conclude with dan
1: now this is a game i think I- I- I probably alluded to that I've kind of flip-flopped on a bit over time and almost within this episode mm-hmm. itself I've gone like two or three times like <laughs> mm-hmm. where where I sort of sit it on my scale of of the series um but I think we've all agreed on certain points that there's that it's a it is a great game it feels really really good and I think it's quite interesting that it's maybe the older ones of us who had played Revenge of Shinobi first who um well, I'm sure, like well, we do enjoy the game. There's a something that we can't quite put our finger on that isn't quite there. Mm-hmm. Um But that said, even though, like for my mind, I would prefer to play almost any individual level from Revenge of Shinobi, other than the last level, yeah. over any individual level in Shinobi Three. I think as a whole, I would rather play Shinobi 3. It is it is more fun. If you're going to ask me which one I want to put in a museum or in a top 10 list, I'm going to go for Revenge of Shinobi every time. But um I think I've kind of been convinced by playing the Shinobi 3 in the run-up to this and by hearing you three talk and, and listening to Andrew Elmore's views on it, I can see that for the vast majority of people, this is the um shinobi game to go for if you're going to pick one in the series um yeah it's it's like a, it's more of a saturday morning cartoon thing it's a faster paced it's um it's much more of a mid-90s feel than i think say revenge of shinobi was do you know what i mean i think it just hits a certain point of mm. time
0: late 80s yeah. yeah
1: um and i think it just hits that certain sweet spot of things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, although it hasn't got the direct uh, references that the previous game had, it's <laughs> it does seem very much still inspired. And uh, yeah, I'd, uh, go out and play it, and uh, shove Revenge of Shinobi in the museum.
0: <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Uh, yeah, it certainly is a very nineties experience. So if, even if you're just hankering for some from nos- nostalgia of that period, uh, Shinobi Three is a is a good way to get some. So it remains for me, Leon, to thank Chris, John and our guest Dan, who will be joining us again soon. Editor Jay, as well as our correspondents. And of course, to you for listening. Next time in issue 579, finally, after two delays, finally, Final Fantasy Tactics.